Welcome to the Optimist Futures Podcast, a place to learn from an industry insider with over 20 years of experience in commodity futures and options. Gain insight to the newest technology, platforms, risk management, trading philosophy, and advice about the current state of the futures and options markets. For futures trading platforms, deep discounts trading commissions, overnight margins, and instructional videos, feel free to visit our website at optimistfutures.com. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimus Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Optimus Futures, Matt Zimberg. Every business has a cost. It does not matter what business it is. It has a certain cost. Costs can vary from one business to another. Cost is also effort. Cost would be rent. Cost could be inventory. Cost could be the expertise you have to hire. It could be so many things, right? Even interest rate could be potentially cost. Now, the question is, what is the cost of trading? It's important to know the cost of trading because in any business, if you cannot overcome the cost of trading, you will not be able to have a good business. So any business you have out there, it has a certain cost that you have to overcome in order to make revenue on it. And it's not only reflected in revenue and profit, but it's also reflected in terms of effort. So for example, if you're in the business, you know, working 18 hour days and you might as well, and you could potentially go and work for somebody, then you've done nothing because you, your time, you giving it away and it's just not worth it. So this is something to think about or maybe potentially improve the business. Now, in trading, there is also a cost, but it's a very unseen cost. And this is what a lot of people don't take into consideration. So let's see what they do take into consideration, right? They take into consideration the cost of commission. So every time you make a transaction, there's a certain cost that's associated with it, right? And it has to be a reasonable cost relative to the amount of transactions that you do. The second cost is time. You sit in front of the screen and you want to find opportunities in the marketplace. It means that you cannot do anything else. And if you cannot do anything else, then you have to be sure that the venture is actually profitable for you, right? But there's also another cost, and this is a cost that nobody talks about. It's the cost of regret, right? This is this is one cost of uh, trading, and the other cost is doubt. And if a trader cannot overcome these two costs, they'll never make it to the next level of trading, meaning that if you cannot overcome the fact 
that there will be many trades that you regret doing. There will be many trades. Now, it does not mean that you made a mistake in trading. It will be just regret that you took the transaction. You can have all the stars line up. You can have all your technical analysis, all the indicators, everything is lined up and you entered the trade and you lost. Now, a lot of people, you know, will say, I shouldn't have done this trade and they'll regret. And yes, you sure, on hindsight, you shouldn't have taken the trade. But the reality is, is that if that's what stops you moving forward and taking the next trade and creating doubt in your head, that's exactly what's going to stop you from being a trader. The real cost of being a trader, again, is having doubts and regrets. And it's a constant battle and it does not go away. Now, the successful traders, what they have realized that, okay, they regret taking the trade. It's a natural feeling. Obviously, nobody likes losing. They get it, right? But it doesn't, but they still overcome that. And um, they're able to push through with their method. And they just understood that there will be many days that they'll feel like that, right? Now, it doesn't stop them from anything, and it doesn't create a bigger cloud, you know, above them. What do I mean by that? So let's say somebody had an unsuccessful day, you know, he regrets taking every single trade that he took, right? He should have quit day before, but the method, right? The method said to take a trade, he had to be disciplined and took the trade. But the difference between an amateur and a professional is that the, the amateur, or the beginner, I should say, I don't like, Call people amateurs sounds a little bit like I'm putting them down, but amateurs are amateurs. A begin, it's just a beginner, right? So, just a phrase, just a term. So, essentially, the beginners have this cloud of doubt over their head. They have this like, why have I done it? I should have done things better. I should have looked better at the charts. It's obvious, but they don't realize that trading is a business where you can do everything right and still lose. Now, it does not mean that you will lose in the long run, but on a per-trade basis, you could do everything right and still lose. And if you have this huge doubt, um, this cloud of doubt over your head in the next, um, you know, in the next session for the next trade, then you're just hesitant, you know, then you can't overcome it, then you're be just becoming a, some sort of a, you know, a knot, a psychological knot of issues that you cannot overcome. So, what you have to do is really understand that doubt and regret are two factors that will always be there in trading. And again, I want to emphasize, the professional who regret taking a trade, right, they don't regret it because um, they think they could have done better, that they could have filtered it better, they could have looked at it with a different eyes, on a per-trade basis, again, they could look at their overall method or what they've done that day or every single... But but they don't micro-analyze every single trade and say, what could I have done better? You know, and then the next trade, what could I have done better? It's just going to drive you nuts. It just that's what it is. And at the same time, you know, you have to also move forward, right? You have to move forward and say, okay, you know, what can I do? I took this trade. It didn't work out. It's part of the cost of the market. So I think balancing those two things of doubt and regret and you head to the point where it's con to the point where it's constructive where you have a good interaction between those two things um let me give you an example so let's say that you took a trade 
and and you lost. Obviously, you regret. Okay, now you have regret that you took the trade. Okay, but you don't look at it from a, a standpoint of, um, you know, I'm dumb. I, I should have known better. You know, I, it just that doesn't help any analysis. But if you see that you have m- many trades that that you regret, you can have a different approach. You can say, okay, you know what? What am I doing wrong? You know, let me let me analyze it, and n- not from a point of a critique, but from a point of observation and probably trying to build a better method. And if you remember in in, in uh, older podcasts, I, I said that when you rebuild your method, if you have a lot of regrets, you know, and you have way too many regrets, right? And you're trying to rebuild a method, then what you have to look at is really one variable at a time, right? Not just say, oh my God, you know, this thing doesn't work. Just break it to pieces like a piece of Lego and try to reconstruct it and build a different home out of it. It doesn't work that way. So again, if you actually have good trades and bad trades and everything else in between, just remember you will have regret. Don't turn your regret into a huge uh, cloud of doubt that will impair and will paralyze your future trades. And I think it happens a lot. I think this not, I don't think a lot of people have explained to someone and well, I I shouldn't say that I'm, I'm some sort of a righteous guy and I'm the only one who discovered this this concept of, of regret and trading. Maybe others have done too. I'm not sure, but I don't think there was anybody out there that goes out there and truthfully just hammers into the trader's head and says, listen, you will have bad days. Hey, you will have regrets. You know, you will have all kinds of doubts in your head. You, you, it's natural. But if they paralyze you, if you don't understand the nature of trading, if you don't understand that there are odds, that's what it is, odds. So, you know, day traders take a lot of decisions. And because they take a lot of decisions, naturally, not every decision that they will make, it's just improbable that every decision that they will make will be a good decision. So learn to live with the regret in a sense where it does not, again, paralyze you from future action. You can just say, listen, I just wish I didn't take that trade. That's all it is, right? You know, that's all, and it's in your head because you're, your head will say it anyway. So, so somebody might come and say, well, why regret it at all? Why regret any trade? If the trade, I took every single one, if, if I took every single um, trade according to my method and everything and I've done it right, you know, why should I even feel regret? The reality is you shouldn't, but you're made out of human fabric. That's what it is. So between what it should be and how you really feel, there's a huge difference. You know, there's a lot of theories out there how we should be and how we should behave and how we should act and how we should be with our children and how we should be with our wives and with our brothers and the sisters and our parents. But in reality, what comes in between all those theories? Human nature. So I'm just sitting here and I'm like, okay, you will. I'm just acknowledging human nature where your brain will send you a signal and say, okay, why did you trade this trade? Why did you do it? And you have to answer because now consciously you are aware of it. And this is the conversation you have with your brain. When you answer your brain, 
This is when you are conscious of your behavior and you say, I took this trade because it showed me all the signals and I'm still going to continue taking it the next time, right? Now, clearly, I just want to say that just because you're able to overcome regret, it does not mean your method is, um, you know, will become superior just as a result of that. You have to build methods all the time, right? I mean, you have to change them according to, well, not reconstruct them, but maybe you change targets according to your method, according to volatility and things of that nature. So I, I don't want to put that seed in your head that this whole game is just about psychology. But having the right balance of, of um, you know, um, being emotionally, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say, well, when, only when it comes to trading, right? So what I'm telling you just relates to trading. So if, if you can become emotionally stable when it comes to to trading, again, what it will do, it will make you um, objectively evaluate your method, right? According to numbers, not just every single trade. You'll be working with a larger sample of trades out there. And if you see that you've made a lot of mistakes, you know, if, if for example, you know, you took 100 trades and 70 were wrong, 30 were right, but the 30 made more money than the 70, then you have a winning method. I don't know if I would be able, if, if, if I would, no, I shouldn't say I would be able, but what I wanted to say, I don't know if, if you should approach it and try fix something like that, that is working. On the other hand, you can have a 50-50 or 70-30 or 40-60, but you, you have a method that actually lost trades. Then you can say, okay, you know, how, how do I tweak it? What do I need to do? And everything else. And that, at that point, you really moved away from a point of regret and you just moved to, um, the point of observing your trades. Now you can, you know, go tweak things, make them potentially better. Maybe it's not even the method. Maybe you just have to remove certain indicators from your analysis. Maybe there's certain noise that you have to, to do. So your goal is to eliminate the doubt factor. When you take in the next trade, everything you do now is basically to eliminate doubt. When you take the next trade, you taking it because obviously you're doing things right according to your method. And even if the last nine trades before that were not so great and they involve sort of your brain sending you this regret thing, your comment back should be, well, brain, listen, I did things right, you know, and the method is still working long term and you know, I know you're throwing doubts into my head, but I'm stronger than my DNA. If, if it's even possible, I don't think it's possible, but I'm stronger than something that is enabling me to move forward and does not let doubt paralyze me. And that, my friends, is also the cost of trading. Somebody that, you know, that, that approaches day trading or trading books and uh, trading resources everything else, uh, you know, they, they don't mention this. And, and it's a real tremendous cost that exists out there. That's the cost that could possibly even paralyze a trader from, even if they have something that works, the things that don't work will, will paralyze them from trading, from, from moving forward and trading. Those are the kind of things that where traders take really huge breaks between one period and another, which is does not help trading. Um, at least in, in this is my opinion, right? I mean, I'm not telling you not to do it. 
I'm just saying, you know, if in the span of five years you trade three months, then don't trade six months, then then leave it alone for two months, then come back, then just do a little bit. You don't have the consistency of observing what you're doing right. I'm not saying that you always have to trade through bad periods, but what I'm saying is you can't just drop or move from one asset to another. If you're trading futures, then, you know, observe the futures movement. Keep on working with that. You know, sometimes it's grinding out, you know, the bad periods. There's nothing you can do. So anyway, having said all that, I hope it helps you. Um, um, if, if you're a trader, if you're a futures trader, we would love to accommodate your business. Uh, come to us at www.optimistfutures.com and um, look forward to helping you out. Um, I have great staff. I always talk uh well about my staff i think they're wonderful people they they get it i guide them um i tell them the issues that traders have um i know it's not easy i know i know it's not easy to get up in the morning and just keep keep taking risks i know it's not easy to learn in this market when your account um you know slightly um going down um, I, I, I know grinding through the periods that are tough, it's, it's very hard. So I totally get it. I understand. And uh, if there's anything that I can do to help you out, I, I, I would at least give you objective and honest advice. As I always say, I'm not here to hype in day trading or futures market or any other markets. I'm just here to help those who are engaged in it and I'll take this opportunity just to remind you that there is a substantial risk of loss in futures trading. Past performance is not indicative of uh, future results. Please trade only with risk capital. Do your analysis only on risk capital. If you don't, um, obviously you're going to be under a lot of financial and psychological stress. Uh, having said all that, I wish you a great day and a great week, and I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under the username Optimist Futures. If you have any questions, feel free to send us an email to support at OptimistFutures.com or give us a call directly at 561-367-8686 or toll free at 1-800-771-67. Four, eight. Once again, thank you for listening to the Optimist Futures podcast. Please remember that this matter should be viewed as a solicitation to trade. Trading futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. Past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. You should therefore carefully consider whether such trading is suitable for you in light of your financial condition. Optimist Futures LLC is not affiliated with, nor does it endorse any trading system, methodologies, newsletter, or similar service. We urge you to conduct your own due diligence.